What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventures! Welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with the Lotus of Doom, the one hey, and only. That's me. Hey, man, how's it going? It's it's going good. It's going good. Are you excited? It is our patron chat for Spooptober. It sure is. Our favorite month of the year. And we've got a house full of a spooky haunted house full of spooky patrons. Yeah. Ooh. Actually, I'm pretty sure on the official pages, it's pronounced spoopy, um, spoopy which right. either makes people very happy or very mad on Twitter. I'm not really sure why people well, are so... But, you know, it's Twitter. Everybody's opinionated on everything. That's true. Well, some of those people are very wrong because spoopy is the best way to pronounce that. (laughs) So uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through and name everybody. And at the end, when I'm done naming everybody, they're all going to tell me what their ghost sounds like by saying hello in a ghost voice. Here we go. We've got Ben of Tamaria, Rob the Princess, Gigi Coco, Be Free, Professor Bayliss, T-Rex, Siege Bro, Jumaroff, and Falcon with a box on. Welcome, everybody. Ghost sounds. Among Us. <laughs> Did you say Among Us? Yeah, they fluoresce ghosts. You're an Among Us ghost. Okay, yeah, okay. Cool. No, cool. You, right, you don't have a ghost. I really appreciate <laughs> this new method of we have everybody say hello at the exact same time. I feel like that's mm-hmm. great. I, I think it's a lot more fun because it gets us right into the content a lot faster. Plus, we always call people's names out once they start talking anyway. And nobody's going to remember the, the their awkward like, hi, I'm glad to be here yeah, at no, the beginning, I did, right? I, I appreciate just like all of the sound effects together. That, yes. That's, yes. <laughs> that was a first class haunted house right there it was that was the spookiest house the spookiest house that i've ever been in spookiest house that ever spooked now that this house is thoroughly haunted we are talking this week about taking a story a quest line a concept a place a person whatever and making it even spookier if you were to take anything in the games and ramp it up to 11 ramp up the spoopy what would you do and how would you do it and i'm sure we're going to get lots of different creative ideas here all sorts of different fun things who would like to start us off and by the way rob the princess your shirt looks like it says ass because of the way your jacket is covering the rest of the words I really, but I think it only says oh, ass, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I was gonna say, please tell me that you can move it and it. Actually it yeah, now that I can see ass, under your beard, because I was thinking that too. I I didn't bring it up. Yeah, now, but it does look like it just. I'm says really ass. glad we're bringing this up right yeah. when we start recording. Yeah, right yeah, when we start recording, because absolutely. now that you moved and I can see under your beard, it also says the words eating, love, and I before ass, <laughs> but in, not in that order. So uh, correct. Wow. Would you like to? Dude, that shirt's so cool. <laughs> that was classic. Would you like to kick us off? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, oh 
shit. Damn I love it. I really wanted it to just be a black shirt when you remove the rest of it. classic <laughs> games. Yeah, but are, is it supposed to cover the CL and the IC so it says, <laughs> I love eating ass? Or is that just like an accidental benefit? It, this shirt is definitely by design. Yeah, is, now it's it, his assy. Right, so, right. Let's give Rob yeah. the credit. He, that oh, was, it's an exclamation point. Good move. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> no, I was that, waiting for you guys to bring it up in the pre-show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no one caught it. Okay, I'll just maybe bring it up in post-show. And no, right I was just impressed by the shirt. Personally. <laughs> so is your, is your topic this week monsters that eat your butt? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I can't even. Uh, <laughs> it's no. a weird turn to start. <laughs> yeah, I can't even respond to that without keeping this. Uh, so it was like the horror, rated, like so. sanguine or something related. Yeah, I was going to say this show never found the rails before we got off. Them. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Um, do you want me to start the subject? I guess, or should we just go back to the actual point of the show? Or are we going to keep talking about ass? I well, don't here, know what to do let's start with the topic. Okay, so what what concept are you going to take, and how are you going to make it more spoopy? Let's put it back on the rails. Um, I, I'm selfish and I picked a few because I had a hard time narrowing it down. Okay. All um, right. Um, and really the only way I would make it better is make the gameplay feel scarier because, uh, the lore aspects of it, I don't think we need to mess with the way they've told these, uh, horror, uh, uh stories within the games, I think are scary enough. They just don't feel very scary when you go and hit them with a hammer and they die right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the main thing you would want to change. But my, my favorite thing is that like, you could feel the, the horror of them just by the, the story elements, um, was I have, I've, three points uh-huh yes oh, this is going to be the entire podcast this is now <laughs> this short, is now the I rob promise. the princess show i promise i'll try to keep so first we got eso the pale man quest in western skyrim yes okay can you give us that a quick one, a quick elevator pitch so on reminding people what, what it's that is? about this guy um witnessed his brother get killed by the pale man and has uh, gone around searching for other people that have been affected by this pale man and has been hunting him for decades. This pale man has been hunting, you know, local villagers of all sorts around the Skyrim area for literal decades. And uh, he goes to the uh, protagonist of the game for help and asks him to help uh, hunt down the, the pale man to get vengeance on his brother. And, the whole time you're like interviewing all these other people that have been affected by it. And it just sounds like this creepy ghost or this vampire. And you don't really know what to expect. It's so like the, the fear of the unknown really takes over. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you, uh, you have to like bait him out of a, a creepy dark cave with uh, some dead body parts that you you like get some drogger parts you get some alchemical stuff you make it smell like a real person and you bait him out with like a, a fake person and then you confront the pale man and it ends up just being a falmer but like a really creepy falmer that's been like hunting people down like in the caves and yeah like our falmer yeah. episode where we talked yeah, about them like, coming out of the caves and like hunting people down and doing weird crap like that i don't remember if you guys brought up uh it feels like that one horror movie that came out in the mid two thousands, like the, the descent where like these people get trapped in a cave and they go rock climbing. And then there's like a bunch of like pale zombie, like monster pe- people that just eat them alive in there. And it just, is so horrifying being like trapped in the deepest, darkest caves of Skyrim. And then you get this like almost human looking like, 
pale guy that like might be a vampire might be a ghost might just be some other monster you have no idea what it is it just the horror is there and i just wish that it didn't take three hits to kill him uh, <laughs> you would feel scared as well and that that's really the the so, main thing that you would want to change there so do you have ideas for changing of the gameplay what, what would make the gameplay more scary because it's 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 a tough thing. Like when you think about yeah. horror games, oftentimes the ammo is limited, your visibility on things is limited. It has to do with like depriving you of the things that make you feel powerful. But in an open yes. world game, you're in control of how powerful you are. You can go collect all the ammo you want and train up your bow skills or whatever. Right. Because it's ESO and you don't really have like the gameplay is already so basic on the Overland content. Mm-hmm. I think you would like have it go through a dungeon type thing where you go in a cave and you almost find the Falmer and then he like attacks you and it's also a scripted attack. Right. So you can't really respond to it except just watching horror as you get hunted down as well as you're trying to hunt down the hunter. Right. Um, and then, you know, it finds a way to escape and then you keep di- uh, delving deeper into the cave and then he tries to get you again and then you survive and then eventually you get him at the end and it's a, a battle royale where you kill him i feel like that could be more interesting yeah i could also see just lure him out and kill him to add on top of that i could also see i, I like this idea the idea that like the deeper parts of the cave become more horrific and scary in yeah. the setting as well and the tone of what you're doing in order to track this thing down i also love that like uh they did do a decent job at the mystery of it, but they could have like held on a little longer on revealing exactly what he is because you don't know you're hunting a Falmer until like the very end. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just like that idea of like something's in this cave watching you and it's trying to kill you and you don't really know where it is or what it is. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. I just really like that. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Do you, um, uh, we need to get through to everybody. <clears throat> you want to just share the other two ideas real quick? Yeah. I'll try to get through them real quick. Uh, the, uh, immortal blood book for that was introduced originally in oblivion it's also in skyrim and eso uh, is about the story of mozarth uh pequeen the vampire hunter he's a and it's a really cool story about how he like is from the fighters guild and he is trying to like hunt down all vampires throughout all of tamriel and then at the end of the book spoiler alert he gets duped by the one his his teacher who's teaching him about vampires and kills him but later on, you find out that he didn't get killed because mm. now he's a vampire ruling over Morthal in Skyrim. Um, and that whole quest of like finding out the vampire issue going on in Morthal, people are like the house burned down or trying to figure out why the house got burned down. The guards are getting suspicious of this lady who's seems kind of sketchy. And then you find out like Movarth has been like turning everyone into vampire and then you talk to the y'all and you get a bunch of villagers and march them sure, down to the cave sure. and you, you yeah, don't have go to go through them. the whole you don't have to go through all the details but yes yes yeah the the ghost girl yeah, all that, but, with the ghost of a little girl who died in the fire man ghost I, children I are that was a creepy part yeah once they all get to the cave as the villagers they're like yeah never mind we're not going to do this and they all back out because it's horrifying so that's the I, I, there's a lot more to it. I don't want to take too much time, though. But the Movarth vampire who he's a vampire hunter who becomes a vampire. Yeah. It's just a, a super interesting story. And then my really last point. Yes, it is one of my favorite books of all time in the ser- uh, series. The Frostflow Lighthouse is my other 
awesome one I wanted to talk about. And if I'm stealing anyone else's light, raise your hand. I'll just shut up now and let you guys talk about it because it is a really fun one. But I don't see any hands. Okay, we're good. Horrifying Falmer experience again. It's a family stuck, uh, like moves in the lighthouse. They're trying to restart their lives. And then you find this all out because you're reading the journal next to a dead body. And you find like the story of them slowly like, oh my God, I found my boy and he's dead. What the hell's happening? And you don't know what's killing them. You just find all these dead bodies. And the more you find out, it's like the house was oh, sitting over a Falmer cave and they got infested by a bunch of Falmer and course, and they just killed them all. And it's like a bloody mystery. And I love the mystery aspect of it. I want more of that, like deep horror mystery. I love that stuff. Yeah. The coming across dead bodies and going, okay, what mm-hmm. happened? And then piecing it together. Environmental cool. storytelling, all that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So very good ones. But I, I do like your point at the beginning about like changing up the combat or the way the story plays out in something like ESO so that it, it does kind of ramp up the creepiness. All three of those would be so much better if it was harder to kill them and you were you felt like you were being hunted, not you were hunting them. Mm-hmm. That's so, the, the main difference. One thing that I did want to just kind of mention uh, bouncing off that with the ESO specific thing i mean they all kind of have this but it's kind of your point of like the open world thing and all this stuff is i know like i kind of play these games more min maxi than i know a lot of people do who do like storylines or background to the characters and i'm like okay how can i break this so i can literally be god like is always (laughs) my thing so it kind of takes a little of attention away but specifically with eso um other than the overworld being more simple the the camera switch that ESO has, yes, you can do first person in ESO. You have a very large scope of like field of vision in ESO, which it's more so than you do in the single player games where like, even if you play third person in the single player games, it feels more constricted to your character. So you're playing the character scoped out. So I think being able to see the entirety of what's happening, like in that cave, when you're dropping off the meat to like lure out the farmer and stuff like that, all that extra information I think helps kind of bring the tension down because more information, less mystery, less creep factor. So like sometimes restricting what you know and leaving it to your imagination to blow it out of control can make it more tense because you can oftentimes freak yourself out more than the actual situation will freak you out. And that's something that ESO, I feel like as much as I love ESO, they sort of struggle with sometimes building tension besides the difficulty factor, just on how much you can be aware of your surrounding. That's true. When, it, when you're in first person view, it's always a little bit more because you can't see you only see what's right in front of you. Things right. can come up behind you. You also feel I more isolated. Or some I don't think they'd ever change that. Bear gets in the way and it totally breaks the moment because yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they'd ever change flying it though. Right behind the boss, right? But I wish that they would like go and put in a cutscene. If like, okay, we can't mess with gameplay. Fine, put in a cutscene where there is no gameplay and it has like a first person and you're just walking through this cave. Like that would obviously they're not going to actually do that because it costs. Yeah, but money, I know what but, you mean. Like it's... it would be so much cooler and I or, would or love a solo it so much. instance. Like a, a like you go through yeah. a doorway and all of a sudden you're instance in a place where the the guy with his stupid bear can't run up and slaughter the thing in front of you. <laughs> well, right? yeah, like, exactly. To Jamar's point, it's like when you have Leet Scope four twenty sixty nine XXX run by. It's like like, oh, all right, never mind. There's zero tension yeah. here. Right. Um, Jimroff, did you have a point you wanted to make? Yeah, Jimroff, <laughs> let's let's move on to you. I know you wanted to kind of add on to this, and then we can kind of piggyback onto sure, whatever I'll your idea. Too. Sure. Uh, 
to to Rob's quest, uh, it reminded me. I mean, I was just how would I make it scarier? There, the is pale man quest, one specifically. The pale man. Yeah. There is a quest in Clockwork. Um, at some point, you're like underground. You know, you're th- you're thick in the quest lines at this point. I don't remember what it's called, but there's a mo- you know how like in every expansion, there's a moment where you follow something and you see like the feet prints, uh-huh. like the footprints, uh-huh. like the, the green feet on the ground, the ghost smell steps yeah, or yeah, something. There's always a quest like that. Well, um, Clockwork had one, not exactly the same, but um, you were basically following behind an NPC or or you just had to get somewhere. There wasn't a time or anything, but you weren't supposed to fight everyone along the way. And what it turned into was like a haunted house, like a Halloween haunted house. And you were just running from like, you know, load screen to load screen um, down all these like walkways in the dwarven areas. And um, they would have monsters pop out and like little things happen. You just kept running. It was really, really cool. And what it made me think of for the pale man quest is they could have you run deeper into a cave and you know within uh, i don't know if anyone's ever played somerset the the or or Merkmire, but they can do pretty trippy things with the world loading in front of you like bridges being built or like the yes. instance changing right and um essentially you could be running from the pale man and like in front of you is just a dark cave and um let's say you go left and you go deeper into the cave and you see more of the pale man's like messed up horrific stuff or you go right and you find salvation or whatever but it, it could just more like a haunted house walk through or run through mm-hmm. and if you like were, a hall of doors where you're, you're doors. choosing so like okay like do i go left or right and then uh, most of the time it's the wrong solution and then you have right. to pick the next one and and, and it, the, the level design just kind of builds off of your choices rather than being a set piece yeah yeah, yeah. and you know they could they could be pretty basic in in nature i don't think they have to be too complicated but running from an enemy that if they catch you, you have a fail state, like a, like a crash bandicoot game. I yeah. think would be really cool. I yeah. think that'd be cool. That totally makes sense. I think that's a, a cool big, idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what is, what is your idea? What, what, what concept or topic would you change and how would you change it? Uh, so a, a quest, well, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I think they could just affect light more. Um, Interesting. So are we talking about across all the games in the series or a specific title? I, I, I would love it across all the games where like if you needed a torch, you needed a torch. Yeah. Right? If it's nighttime, you need a torch. Like well, moonlight can help. But yeah. So some to jump in real quick. I'm going yeah, to I'm going to let you keep talking. But many of you guys have seen my streams and when I play play Skyrim and I almost always have mods that make everything darker so yeah, that as do I. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, and in VR, it's even creepier because when you're in a dark tunnel or a dark cave or a dungeon, it's dark and you you can only see so far unless there's lights or sconces or whatever and even those don't cast light very far so there are definitely times in my playthroughs like that where if i don't if i'm not a mage with a light spell or i happen to have a torch on me i'm just like fumbling around in the dark sometimes going okay where is the lever that opens the door i don't even know i can't tell anymore and the thing that i've noticed that that really adds on to the gameplay is that when the room is lit it's much easier in your head to keep a sense of like the design of the room and where the entries and exits are when the room is dark when you move away from a place that could be an entry or an exit you sometimes forget that it was there when you passed it so 
you end up having to retrace your steps sometimes to go like, wait, what did, was there a way to go to the left over here or to the right? And so, especially when you're doing the dungeons that you don't do as often, like everybody does bleak fall bar- falls barrows because they, they got to do it at the beginning of the thing every time they play Skyrim. Right. But some of those dungeons you don't do very often. And to go back in and be like, I, I don't know. I legitimately don't know which way to go because the room isn't lit well enough. It can be terrifying. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. At- it adds a level of anxiety. We're like, wait, I thought the door was over here, but it's not. And so you have to scramble to go find it. Right. Um, Does this one open? Is there a lever? Is there a chain thing I have to pull? What, where am I supposed to go next? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Lotus said, less information. The mystery is scary. So if you remove sight, that's a whole lot of information gone. And um, yeah, I think, I think in, in curated circumstances that could really help any of the Elder Scrolls games from ESO to, you know, Oblivion or whatever. Um, and I think it adds to role playing too. You know, if, yeah. if you have a torch, you have a torch. Great. But I'm a mage. I don't want to carry a one pound torch in my back. I'm just going to pop a spell. And like that adds to the immersion. And, you know, there's a handful of people who will hate that quest. Most definitely. But, you know, there's always someone who's going to hate something, but the most most of us, I think, would enjoy that, or at least talk about it and make it memorable. And I think those are the types of things that aren't overly complicated, but they can do. Like I have the explorers um, or the adventurers or something personality in ESO, where I walk around with a torch, right? And I have Nvidia reshade, so the 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 lighting's a lot darker and dimmer. And like it's cool; it's a way cooler experience. Right. And then, uh, yeah. how would you feel if in like Elder Scrolls Six they add? settings at the beginning when you start the game that says like basically like you know like how how difficult do you want the game to play to be do you want to be focused more on story or more on combat what about the lighting do you want this to be a dark and realistic experience or do you want it to just be everything's well lit and comfortable i think that is the next generation of gaming i think that is the biggest thing holding back games right now that might sound like a big statement but if you really think about it all these developers are trying to curate experiences and try to uh reach the broadest crowds they can and make overworld super easy or whatever you know sure Fortnite, whatever they need to recognize players want to create their own lobbies and it not be that dramatic um you know if i want to start a new character in eso with realistic lighting and permadeath let me do that Right. It doesn't affect anyone else. Like survival mode for Fallout 4. Survival mode. Right. Uh, in Skyrim, too. I loved when they, like, integrated Frostfall and everything. That was... Yeah, the new the new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of devs are sleeping on that idea, personally. Um, and I think uh, if more tools like that could be put into games, people would have a lot more fun. Yeah. You let's just, open this, let's open this yeah, concept up. Who else wants to chime in on the, the lighting thing? Who else wants to... Prof- uh, professor? The only thing I want to do, just because I want to specifically kind of shout out that quest specifically it's called unto the dark i actually really like that quest so i looked it up specifically for the name of the quest you were referring to and yeah it actually brings you into the sewers where you're chasing the shadow under the clockwork city oh okay okay. so just as a reference point i just wanted to mention that before we get too far away from it that's the name of the quest that's cool that's cool cool thank you professor you wanted to chime in about lighting you got to unmute, though, because otherwise I'm just going to pretend like I know what you're saying and then just I'm, make the words happen. I'm a fool. You're a professional. <laughs> yeah. just, you're the uh, puppet and then I'll just do the words. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> ventriloquism. Yeah. No, there was there was one quest in Skyrim that did it really well. I think the whole um, lighting thing, making it feel integral, being the uh, when you actually get to the 
I think I think it was called the Twilight Sepulcher, where you go to for like the whole Nightingale thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the lighting in the there whole, is cool. Yeah, if you weren't, if you were standing direct, it was the opposite of what I think it should have been. But if you were standing directly in light, since it was the whole like shadow hide you thing, if you were standing in the light, you took like just brief damage. Yeah, it was like the magnified version of it, so it kind of like burnt you, like yeah. magnifying glass to an ant or something like that. So that one got me thinking. At least just in this case, something interesting would be like a movement debuff if it's completely dark, because like when you're in pitch darkness, you try and like feel around to make sure you're not going to like trip on something. Hmm. So maybe just like a small movement debuff, that kind of thing, just little tiny tweaks like um, in a near automata, however you say that. Like, I remember there's just like small things that will slightly affect your movement speed. Like if you go through like a small little bit of water or like you go into a bush, that'll break your sprint, stuff like that. Just like really minor things like that that would just make I don't know, give more like texture almost to the ESO space. struggles with those a lot. Yeah. You can stand in hot lava in high aisle and then not do anything to you. Right. Sure sure can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It that all of that stuff's been put on like super easy mode, I think. But um yeah. Yeah, that's inter- interesting, taking the lighting and kind of ramping it up a little bit. Um we got yeah, I mean, we got a lot of the sensory things. Can I can yeah. I say two things real quick? Go for it. Um one, uh, I think the conversation, I think it was last week about RTX and sound and lighting and where that can go with gaming spot on. That'd be so cool. I can't wait till that stuff becomes a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my cool, my cool quest I would like to mention is Zenithar's Abbey, the public dungeon in Blackwood. That is a really spooky Halloween feeling creepy. Just walk around, read the lore books for the area. Um, the story there is very grounded in reality. It's just like feuds between merchants and like lords of the land. And it's it's very grounded, but you can see the aftermath of everything they're talking about. And it's just spooky. There's ghosts. It's it's a really cool one. Zenithar's Abbey. Cool. But, cool. Uh, good. Yeah. Put that on your list of, of spooky stuff to go do before the end of the month. Um, let's move on. We got to We got to keep this going. Who wants to go next? Uh, I've got a few different hands. I saw Bennett's first. Be free. I saw your hand go up first. Yeah, so um, a creepy thing to me is corpus disease, like from Morrowind. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't necessarily remember all the lore behind it, but I think a way that they could make it like really creepy is if, like, say in Elder Scrolls Six, like you get a companion that like you adventure with, and say you adventure with them over time, and they slowly get like corpus disease. Um, and at first, like they don't know what it is, you don't know what it is, and they're like, oh, I don't know what this weird spot is, but then they start acting weird. Then eventually, just like as you adventure with them, they attack you. Like you've been on adventures with them, and now like your friend, your companion, you have to kill them or they're going to kill you yeah a fun quest line thing i love the idea of that and and we've talked about vampirism before and and how like you don't always know you have it until it starts manifesting that that kind of thing because i mean that's disease is kind of that way right like all of a sudden you're like "Eh, i just don't feel right i don't know what's going on and then it progresses and progresses and progresses but yeah for your companion to get it and then like collapse on the floor and then get back up and be like feral or something would be that would be amazing that's a really cool idea. What do you guys think about that one? That made me follow proud. Follow proud. Do you remember? You would, you know, you would but, never be comfortable again. You'd be worried about losing all your companions from then on out. Which yeah, is, but there might be ways to check for it. They're like once you, just like vampirism, once you notice the signs, then you can say something like, "Here, take this cure potion." 
all Listen, better. I'm sorry. You you went adventuring with me last week. I think you need to get tested. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, or or it's a thing that you do to role play. Like every time you go back to a village, you make sure that you go to a shrine and get blessed in order to heal things or whatever. Professor? The I think an ideal setting for something like that would be because I feel like a lot of people's favorite games in this game in the series was Morrowind for like a single player game. If they wanted to do like a more story focused thing, kind of like how there was Red Guard and the other ones like that in the day, back in the day where it was just, you had a preset character, a cool one would be like a prequel to Morrowind during the actual like high reign of the tribunal where you could slowly see the infection of the sixth house coming oh, in. Jeez, Yeah. Just like setting the tone for Morrowind a lot more. Something like that would be really cool. Just a little side horror adventure. Yeah, just like, referring I, to Red Guard's pretty horrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> I apologize. That Four minutes of that voice acting and you'll Whew. you'll never want to hear anything again. <laughs> you'll poke your ears out. <laughs> so th- that's a cool idea, Beefree. I, I like this one. Um, anybody else want to chime in about this one? I think I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but I, I really yeah, like, I, I, like I think Corpus is freaky as hell. So yeah. like that, <clears throat> bringing that back again, it's just like the whole time, even when, before I was into the stories and stuff like that, I was just like, oh God, I'm like falling apart. This is, I'm not a very good hero. I feel like I'm going to decompose pretty soon. And like when you're seeing everybody else get all like swollen and gross stuff like that, like that you're fighting and stuff, I was just like, this is disgusting. What if, what if in Elder Scrolls six, like you could actually get diseased and then like, just like your left arm falls off or something. And then you have to go get it like magically replaced. Like you don't or, get to pull a follow or magic radiation starfish abilities, which just grows back. <laughs> right. Or you get like a Dwemer arm, like attached to you. And then you've got like cyberpunk Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Remind me, is there anything at the end of Morrowind that like concludes the Corpus thing, or is it still just a problem? I always got the impression that it was supposed to like fade over time because Dagathor wasn't perpetuating it, but I don't think they ever conclusively like, yeah, no, it's gone now. I think it's still like, I mean, Morrowind isn't just, mm -hmm. or Vardenfell isn't just fixed after. Yeah, I think like it's supposed to be that away. it's no longer like spreading and like no more new cases are developing, but the people who've already got it, like whatever the hell happened to them with it is still a problem. Yeah, I always them. got the feeling it's like, oh, like man, they kind yes. of imply that with the Nerevarine. Like they right. say, like, oh, he's still out adventuring Akavir during Oblivion, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. definitely doesn't seem like they're too concerned about it getting out. Right. And even if they weren't Red Mountain erupted, they're probably all buried. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess that's valid. What <laughs> if the Red Mountain eruption? Was, what if it, that cool probably purified out some of it or spread it, I guess. Or, or it gets buried and then some adventurer goes uncover something and then gets infected. And then it, it's, it's like a mutated version of it and it comes back out again. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of content about the Corpus stuff that got cut from the game. So I remember hearing rumors about that stuff and I always get mixed up of like what was in the game and what wasn't. Yeah, what yeah, what 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 potentially was planned to be mm-hmm. in as opposed to what made the cut. Like, you're you're now discussing the be. entire Fallout fandom. <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, Dagoth Earth was supposed to be um what's uh just like the tribunal was for Mythala, uh azura and all them day author was supposed to be for uh vermina and the corpus was supposed to be like you know a nightmarish plague so that, i remember that was a really cool thing to add on to and that would be extra spooky mm-hmm. extra spooky all right well we've got uh we've got to take a mid-break here guys we got to thank you guys our patrons and everybody else so now's a good time for that i'll try to get through as fast as i can because 
We've got more people to chat with. Be thinking about who wants to go next. I think I saw T-Rex's hand before I saw professors and then the rest of you guys. So maybe T-Rex, if you want to go next, unless you're frozen on the screen right now, which it looks like you are. But we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out when we get back. All right, here we go. This is Hamish Morak, Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Oh, good. T-Rex is not frozen anymore. You haven't come down with some sort of weird corpus disease. So we're in the middle of the show (laughs) and we get to thank our patrons. We've got some new ones. We got to shout out Grant and Alyssa N, Terra Monster, Dan P, Macy P, Christopher C and Blake P all signed up in this last week. Thank you so much for the support. Welcome to the Patreon. I hope you guys are enjoying your ad free episodes and all the other stuff that you get. And we've got to shout out our Daedric Princes. We have three of them currently. Dylan A, Kira C and Noodle El Dente. Thank you for your support. And all 117 of you. Holy moly. Guys, you are amazing. You you help us do this every week and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you very, very much. If you are interested in getting all sorts of different cool stuff, depending on the, the tier that you sign up for or joining us on a, an episode just like this next month, then check out patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Check out all the different tiers, see what you might like to support and go from there. Uh, also, leaving a rating and review is also helpful. We don't have any new ones. I do this every week. We're just going to cut to the chase and move on with the rest of the conversation, though. But thank you to all of our supporters and especially our patrons. You guys are amazing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of Sidis. That is why the Night Mother loves you. Talk about spoofy stuff. Man, that, that Wes Johnson. All right. T-Rex, are you ready? You want to jump in? Yeah. So there were several that i was several quests i should say that i was thinking about but i narrowed it down to one and i think if you guys know me you probably have a hint of where i might be going um blood on the ice in Ah. skyrim um some dark bubbies huh so it's that's the serial killer one in uh what's it called windhelm windhelm is it is it yes. is, does it have to do with dark brotherhood or am i misremembering no. The names? no no this one doesn't this one doesn't no. okay no no um so this guy is basically just killing women all over windhelm right and has to i As forget exactly why it's like his sister or something he's trying to reincarnate or uh remake her or something i don't remember exactly but trying to resurrect his sister by making other body parts Mm -hmm. yes um super creep so the one thing i think i would say i would add to it instead of it just being isolated to windhelm i think it would be great if they could uh if they would have um let it be all of skyrim Oh, like he's been terrorizing everybody and traveling from one city to the next and like leaving trails of bodies and stuff. Yes. I mean, because like in real life, like that's how serial killers are. 
Like they don't just well. They stay on the moon. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> Most serial killers don't just stay in one area. Some do, but most of them like travel around. I mean, there was Ted Bundy. He went several different states. Yeah, It's easier um, to stay on the move so they don't get caught. Yes. Right. I think it would be really interesting. And like each time you go to like, there's the main quest of like, you got to figure out who the serial killer is. But then each time you go to and to another city and you find another body, there's like a little side quest for that mm-hmm. of like trying to figure out who she was like, you know, whatever kind of like, um, when you like in ESO where like the dragons would come in in different areas or like, you know, kind of like little ties events together. almost. Yeah. 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 They yeah. all tie together. Right. You can even have some thing. red herrings where like some of them yes. aren't him. It's something yes. else. Yeah. Yeah. So mine's kind of simple, but I think that would definitely like would have upped the spoopy factor. All right. What do you guys think? Serial killer murder spree. <laughs> Rob, Rob just has some words. I, I especially love this because that means I don't have to spend as much time in that absolute crap hole of a town. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, no, I do all like my homies though, hate Windhelm. You could... Um, as their their never-ending quest for never-ending quests in Bethesda games as of late, you could really kind of spin that off and actually get some decent, like, radiant questing out of that, too. Like, uh, you know, generic murder here, and it's, like, could eventually lead you to an actual thing based on, like, okay, as it builds up, it could eventually lead to something the more murders that stack up and they could just be programmed to roll randomly in different locations. Yeah. And all have the same calling card or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I was just going to bring that up too. Like, and you have to figure out what his, um, mode of operation is. I was going to say the Latin term for it. I was like, wait, what is it? Modus operandi? (laughs) His his mode of operation is to (laughs) to, um, figure out one, if she's actually his victim and two, what the next clue is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like this body leads to the next location of the next body is right. this the butcher or is this cicero just screwing around <laughs> freaking right, cicero. exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just another cicero body whatever <laughs> what uh, nobody cares about him <laughs> I but i be, i think that would be pretty great for that I'd one i'd get caught up in that that would that would spook me out or if you find out like you hear the guard chatter as they walk around yeah uh the murderers seem to strike between 11 p.m and 2 a.m and yeah. so right and they up. just talk about it yeah in the cloud district <laughs> right <laughs> what time is it right now oh, it's about... <laughs> you know they go wait out in a bush somewhere until someone sneaks into a window yeah, I cool. like the the radiant quest idea specifically. Like you could solve the quest and find out who the butcher is and complete that story, but then still keep finding more bodies because you didn't stop him in time. And so right. you're still the, yeah. the evidence is just stacking up. You're like, yeah, we solved it already, but there's still like more bodies to discover. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean that we got all the answers just because we found who the criminal yeah. is. Ooh, or or 
copycats yeah i was gonna say or it could have been it could be like a jack the ripper type thing where you just never find out who it is yeah Yeah. that that would make the internet and then he's just like reddit would be so pissed off (laughs) 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 and he's just killing he keeps killing but you can never figure out who it is and then all of a sudden he just drops off all of and a sudden, his done. body, you just find his body because the woman, the last woman he was attacking killed him before she, before he got hurt. And then you're like, ah, solved. Yeah. So oh, he, he died to a idea. random dragon attack. Well, that's the end of his quest line. You can make that a tie into like, oh, he ran into the previous protagonist. Now he's dead. There you go. Or it's, it's just that's where he is. It was just, just Mike. Mike was a murderer. Lost it. He just lost it. Man, this, is, this has so many options. This is a really fun one, T-Rex. Thank you for yeah. for this idea. Let's move on to the next person. Who wants to go next? Professor or I see Siege Bro. You guys want a paper, rock, scissors for it? Sure. I want Siege Bro to go. Uh, he always says funny stuff. All right. <laughs> Siege, bro. <laughs> Siege Bro. Siege Bro, go for love it. love this one then. So for, for my personal choice, uh, I was thinking about scary quest lines, you know, stuff like that. And I always come back to Morthal when it comes to that. It's got everything. Spirits, vampires, swamps, poor people. It's like a divorce. It's like a divorce in Louisiana, you know? Uh-huh. So I think personally, they could have gone like all the way full send with that idea of this like vampire cannibal cult sort of thing where at the end of the Morthal quest line, you don't just go take out the cave, you know, where they have their little vampire uh, brood set up. When you come back, they're all turned as thralls. And once you're done with that quest line, you've taken out everyone within that, uh, that stretch of land. And it's just an empty town at that point. And it's by your own actions that that occurred. Nice. So, it, it, yeah, it just keeps going until you've basically murdered everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of possibilities with that because uh, Movarth was turned into a vampire sometime in the second era. So he's had a long time to brew this plan up. And then there's a, another element with uh, Thallion, the alchemist, who's like somewhat of a necromancer. He's got his own stuff going on. It's like a, a third element altogether. And then the Jarl is like straight up a psychic. And there's just, there's so many cool elements that you could throw in in between there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a lot of this like classic horror kind of thing going on. That town is so cool. <laughs> the most horrifying thing in Morthal was right under the Jarl's son's bed. <laughs> okay. Copy the Lost Argonian Bank. I couldn't remember what right. it was under that. I was like, I don't think it was a skooma pipe. I was, I was like, scared why it was going to be like a mammoth tusk or yeah. something. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, that sounds more like Hailgun and Riften. <laughs> oh, no. He does, uh, the, the son does straight up like suffer from like vivid nightmares because of like Thallion's messing with his mind or something, though. There is something. No, he gets like psychic visions and like his sister had to go like find him in the woods one time or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of spooky stuff in there's, that town. Yeah, yeah there's a lot so of mysterious cool. stuff. Morthal's effed up, man. That's yep. cool. That's cool. Uh, cool idea, Siege, bro. All right. Professor, do you want to go? Yes. He's nodding yes. <laughs> okay. So, at first I was thinking, what's the most, like, Halloween-y type thing? Uh, Halloween-y. <laughs> Halloween-y. Halloween-style nice. type thing. And, uh, Nailed it. Elder Scrolls, Laura, I was thinking, like, okay, well, 
whenever I think Halloween, I think that I think about my uh, my carved pumpkin rotting away and looking nasty because that's all I ever see usually for Halloween because mm-hmm. nobody comes trick or treating in my neighborhood. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, rotting away. Uh, what's it called? Namira gives me uh, those vibes. And I was thinking, no, I'm definitely too biased to reach folk. I, sh- I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc could go somewhere else with this so i went with the closest one name wise i started thinking about vermina okay <laughs> also you know fitting with you know rob's uh, background is the same area i was thinking the waking nightmares quest had a lot of potential, mostly just because it's literally the Daedric Prince of Nightmares. Also, can I finally get an explanation on what the heck she does? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, but uh, <laughs> honestly, half that quest seemed like the guy writing it. That was his first time writing for the series, and he just was starting to get into it. Like you can tell, there was a lot of effort in, but it just kind of some of it just felt a little off. Yeah, it's the whole like the dream like stride thing. Completely fleshed out yet yeah uh, it, no and i i do know what you're talking it about it had so much potential to be really creepy like you have no idea why all these nightmares are happening maybe erinder was just at the very bottom level of this cult he had no idea what was up he just knew what the danger involved was and it's you and him going in and like trying to pry through and as you're going down like each layer of the tower it can go like deeper underground and turn more and more danger until you're actually in her realm you have like mm. a mini portal in because of all the nightmares they've been collecting. And at the very bottom, you have to deal with like the skull of corruption and kind of like like a totem that's like setting the whole thing up. And then after you either like take it for yourself or after you kill Arinder or let him deal with it, it just turns back into a normal like prison tower type thing. Right. But just the idea of it, like every layer you go down, it just goes from like 
oh well well now these walls are look they have like blood on them and it's creepy like a dream like you're moving walk. through a dream that's like changing as you go which would be that yeah, that bottom, would be the right kind of portal like, for well yeah. i mean that's her gimmick anyway suppose yeah. each yeah. vision you see is worse than the previous ones so yeah, having like, like yeah. layers you're going exactly through, like yeah like no, eventually I, you're just yeah, walking through like piles yeah. of flesh that line the sure. walls right and they yeah. can really go in with it blood's well, it dripping from the ceiling as you progress yeah. exactly start you know more grounded it could like look like said, an escher right? painting by the end right exactly like mm-hmm. you become lucid you like remove yourself from the character it's fourth wall breaking it forces you to go to third person and you can only see from outside yourself oh god and you witness all the things happening to your character third person skyrim man what the heck Oh, that is horrifying. Uh, nope, don't like that either. What? <laughs> yeah, no, not in the Okay, that. to be fair, Sorry, it's a lot of the mods, combat mods. Yeah, the combat mods make it cooler, <laughs> but it's still weird to me. <laughs> okay, the, it's easier to do dodge rolls where you're not uh, first person. That's it's, valid. It's yeah. true. So, like, Zermina at, like, their basis level is, like, Freddy Krueger, which is, like, can be interesting, <laughs> but is it can only go so far, in my opinion. But at, Freddy like, Krueger's the mom. biggest levels, like, um, the, the the Sandman show on Netflix just came aired like a few months ago. That shows like the power that dreams can have, and mm-hmm. that's all. Like, who's to say that Vermeer can't do all of that and more uh, with the, you know being a Daedric prince? So there's a lot of potential there. And also, it's just my own like fan theory that uh, they're like the psychopomp of vampires. Molag Ball is like the prince of vampires, but like Vermeer is the psychopomp of vampires because every time you wake up a vampire, you wake up after a horrific nightmare Mm -hmm. uh uh, that's an interesting point they're involved they're somewhere in there yeah i like that i also like the idea of like nightmares manifesting into reality through like the power of belief you know like if she can convince the person that the nightmare is real then somehow that also makes things appear in reality as well right like that becomes the portal into Tamriel for her. Vermina's cool as hell. The writers just don't know it yet. Like, dude, yeah. it's the reason <laughs> yeah. the Dragonborn can beat her is because the Dragonborn doesn't sleep. He never <laughs> dreams. There you go. Holy you crap! Go. We just made a. Per- this could be a cool mod. It would be a cool mod. You know, mm. I could take ten years to do it. It'll still be out before six. Man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Maybe, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, you know any, any anybody wants to make this into a mod? <laughs> <laughs> He's got connections. Yeah, we, we might be able to throw some together yeah. after we're done with Skype Lipian. There you go. Yeah, and that'll be like yeah, what, 15 years from now. How that possibly happen? take? Gosh. gosh. Uh, I gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to work, Rob. All right, we need to move on. We've got two people left. We've got Ben and Gigi. Who wants to go next? Anybody? Nobody's calling. Gigi? I, I saw Gigi's hand. Oh, oh, okay. All right, let's go to Gigi. Okay, I'm um, just because I don't want to go last. <laughs> That's fine. Go for it. <laughs> I feel like everybody's been doing like quests and stuff. Um, I was wanting to tweak like a concept more because I feel like the Daedra in Skyrim, they seemed so scary. But with ESO, they just I feel like we've seen them so much and stopped so many of them. They just kind of have been losing their mystique and like their fear inducement, um, especially like. I think Shiagorath specifically, because he is supposed to be this terrifying, like, psychopath who could just do crazy things to you on a whim. 
and you can't predict it. And he just kind of at most now just seems like eccentric with the side of scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it would be cool if they kind of, I don't know, had negative side effects if you did the wrong thing around him. It would be more interesting, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because I have long, you know, maybe it's because he's so popular as a character um and Wes Johnson did a really great job of being really disturbed and also like like straight up you would laugh throughout like parts of the quest but the thing is the the meme style of Shigorath caught on so much more than like the horrific side of him it seems like the series has really started to double down a lot more on the like oh look he's quirky and he's eccentric like you said it's like oh isn't that funny it's like yeah the reason i keep trying to bring up when we do the normal show with like the 16 accounts of madness is like yeah he's quirky in between being completely sadistic all the time like yeah absolute chaotic psychopath right and one of the things that i feel unfortunately it's on a game that was moderately to not that popular was uh, elder scrolls legends the uh, card game there are quest lines in that and one of the things that i constantly tell people which is weird it has story modes which was why i kind of played it i don't it, it was fun enough there's a shivering isles expansion and it is not the jokey meme version of him at all it is super warped there's almost no jokes from shigorath the entire time it's him just manipulating this other person to do what he wants and like part of the end of it uh, spoilers for legends and the nine people who beat that expansion i guess um you basically flip it back on him giving him his own problems because you make him remember the split with Shigor, um, a jigalag and you end up going through torturing him back. So it's like a battle of who can warp the other person's mind more. And that's how you end up getting free. It just turns into like a battle of torture tests. I'm like, dude, this is so much cooler than like, yeah, Skuma cat's funny and all, but it's like, this is way better. And yeah. like, that's sort of a lost story to so many because it's like, Oh yeah. Did you play the third expansion to a card game? Because there's a really great story there. It's like, right. No, so, you didn't so few probably. people. Yeah. So few people. <laughs> right. Right. Didn't. I wish they would bring more of that forward. Cause there's a lot of creep factor to that character that I feel isn't really utilized anymore. Yeah. Gigi. And also to your point about us seeing Daedra more often, We've become, I think, desensitized to them. I think you're right. When you played Skyrim for the first time, there was like, what even are Daedra? What, what you don't know what the options were. You didn't know how dangerous they were. You didn't know how powerful they might be or what magic they could cast or any of that stuff. And then you come across them in ESO so much, it's like, oh, that's a little scamp again. Oh, that's one yeah, of the bigger ones. And, yeah, and then you're, you're year old me was so out. afraid of Oblivion Daedra. They were so <laughs> scary. Yeah, yep. they, were, they were terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, now, I know. And now, yeah, now you so can't help but fall into saving we're, the world from them. We're going to get a Daedra companion. Guaranteed. Guaranteed in ESO. <sighs> yeah, you're Very actually, cool. you're, you're probably right. Based solely off just the, so many of the, I, I love oh, the Deadlands, <laughs> but the, the interactions with the Deadlands, like Aerox, the, or, uh-huh. The destroyer, like, Arox, the destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arox. Yeah. Just like this character is hilarious, but like to that point again, not not scary 
literal comic relief, fantastic comic relief, but it's like, okay, this is not horrifying. This is hysterical. Like yeah. with the shivering Isle stuff, is that still playable since I know like they, they stopped working on the game, but yeah, it is. It's still up. Yep. Yeah. It seems like a new stream project for you, Lotus. Oh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, and then to expand on Gigi's point about like, being desensitized, I do fully agree on that. I think uh, there's a lot of implied destruction from the Daedra. Like you get it told in the stories and all that. It would be cooler to see it. Like, um, you know, we got the M rating on this game. Throw, throw some carnage on there. There's like a world boss. Oh, there's yeah. some dead bodies and some blood around. Like, make it scary. Some of them do have some carnage, but like, it's just like a skeleton laying around. Like, right. make it. Make Oblivion it earned that M rating when they found out about the Dark Brotherhood. Do it more. Yeah. yeah. Or they should have really capitalized more on the whole, like, no dragon fires. They could have done a lot with that now that you mentioned it. Yeah, or um, like for ESO, instance a location that you think you're familiar with, but don't realize you're in an instance. So like in a storyline where they're like, okay, well, the Daedra come out of nowhere and burn a town. Then all of a sudden you're now in the instance version of that town and everything's burned and destroyed, right? Like, so you can ramp it up again. Um, you know, WoW has been doing this for years where you, as you move through the quest line, it actually changes the way the world actually looks. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's both show more and show less. Uh, like, what if we, what if we get instances where we get to travel to places, but we don't really, like you guys were saying, like creeping through a cave and you're not seeing the thing that you're looking for. What about these oblivion places that you can go visit where we don't know what we're coming across? We're, you know, at a deficit for the ability to see or hear or interact with things. And all of a sudden we feel like we're being hunted in a foreign land and we're not equipped to deal with it. And so now the Daedra, whatever that Daedra is that's hunt, hunting you is way more scary. I was going to say, um, going back to the thing about Sheagora that you mentioned, Gigi. So I didn't really play a whole lot of the Shivering Isles DLC in uh, Oblivion, but I feel like he was more kind of a, I don't know how to say it, uh, not as funny. Yeah. I mean, like Sinister. he was funny, but he was more he was darker. polarizing. Yeah, he he yeah. jumped between them pretty aggressively. Like they really played up the mania dementia thing. Like right. you're, you're right, and they absolutely did. I th and there was one specific thing I remember, and I think you guys talked about it on your episode about him, where if you hit him. He'll drop you from the sky. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my yeah. favorite things. So. He, he teleports you to the sky and drops you on a thing that is called the Hill of Suicides. And it is yes. literally just bodies everywhere. And there's no way, regardless of how, I, I mean, I outside of literal mods, because I had, I don't know, again, min-maxing. I think I had 17 million hit points or something like that. <laughs> it still kills you. Even if you're in god mode. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was going to say, it straight up kills you, and you just roll into the pile of dead bodies along with everybody else. It was like, okay, so well, good. I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, I think if they brought that back to him, like, still keep him funny, but, like, bring that, like, him in Oblivion back, I think that would kind of be kind of great well, like later on you know even the dialogue going into that is kind of like exactly what you're talking about where it's like oh you shouldn't have done that and then it gets really dark because he like oh there was no laugh after that and then it's just like okay i'm plummeting my death it's like it's 
done the fact that he jumps between jokey and serious so much is also incredibly unnerving because of that like random aspect and it's like the concept of completely random is pretty horrifying so it's like okay there's no way to read what's going to happen here so how are you supposed to play off that yeah yeah yeah, this yeah is i think he could have been better especially because in in eso like gg was saying he's kind of like calmed down a bit you know? yeah right he's a lot more cuddly than he used to be yes it's it's very <laughs> meme-tastic now yeah yeah rob what did you want to say before we move on to it that? was a bit off topic but it re- you reminded me when you're talking about like being hunted in foreign lands in oblivion they kind of did nail that in a very surprising separate location nothing to do with traveling in oblivion but in the game oblivion the the goblin dungeons were like on point they if like they did a lot of other areas like that they had the dungeons designed where goblins had like trap doors behind you and above you and they were uh, ambushing you all the time they were like really cleverly designed and we never saw that again. Like we don't see that in Oblivion when we have Daedra hunting us. We didn't see that in any of Skyrim when we're fighting the the Falmer or uh, you know any of the Daedra we fight over there. It's just kind of like oh, we walk into a cave and we kill some stuff. There was no like intelligent design or traps. Oh, there was a Nord crypt where you hit a trap door, fall into a cage, and there's a necromancer. I remember that in Skyrim. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But like that's the only one I can think of. It's very specific to the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting to have a little bit more. I don't know. Goblins are apparently smarter than everyone else. When I guess <laughs> little did we know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, you're the last one here. What do you want to share? I'm also still here. Oh, yeah, Falcon's still Falcon. here too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's lots of oh, there's man. lots of names on there's lots of faces on the screen, but Falcon's is not a face. So All right, Falcon that as well. So thank you for pointing that up. Ben, go ahead. Um, yeah. So mine's a concept as well. So if anybody knows me, when I play Elder Scrolls, I'm always a werewolf. So something with like companions, but more into them not wanting to cure themselves and literally have contracts or quests to go massacre and literally have a pack of werewolves like either going through a dungeon or going through a town and just blood everywhere so what you're saying like the companions you bring with you have their own agenda and sometimes that agenda is dark and terrible and sometimes in the right situations they act on it without you necessarily being ready for it is that what you're saying something like that yeah yeah, the, that the sounds awesome. Or even just like, yeah, like when Lydia starts like killing the entirety of Riverwood when you accidentally hit a chicken, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> to the next level, right. right? Except that in werewolf form, and you don't uh, even have to accidentally hit brutal. a chicken. They just decide, you know what, that thing over there needs to be destroyed because that's the thing that's my agenda, and we just happen to be here at the right time. So I'm going to go full on werewolf and go just eat the village, or have like specific quests for raids. And the I, entire companion guild go on a raid in werewolf form. So I definitely kind of like where your head's at with this, just because <clears throat> werewolf kind of just became this passive benefit a while back, as opposed to like, oh yeah, this is like an affliction that most people don't want. In fact, the the person uh, that you deal with in Skyrim, I forget his name, but he's in the prison cell. Like he lost control and murdered this little girl. And now he's like dealing with all of that and stuff like that. 
You basically get super werewolf powers and your side effect is being too awesome. Like, whereas other people are like, oh, God, what have I done? You have more benefits as a werewolf than anything else in Skyrim. Correct. And you just get disease immunity, man. Yeah. And yeah, but still. Right. It's like perfect for vampire hunting. Exactly. That's same thing with ESO. (laughs) It's just like, oh, okay, I just get all these benefits. There's. The only drawback is like, oh, I'm I'm weak to poison when I'm transformed. That's it. Like, but like, it's another thing where it's like it becomes another form of a buff rather than this thing that you have to micromanage. And I feel like to your point, like it'd be kind of cool if you're obviously with other werewolves, so the companions or whatever. It's like one of them goes off. Well, he's your leader and he wants to massacre this village. So okay everybody's on board with it type of deal you know what i mean it's like it seems like that almost should be part of the series and instead it's just kind of like oh yeah this is an alternative buff you can have rather than a affliction that you can definitely use to your advantage but it has negative side effects yeah yeah <laughs> we're all in agreement yes <laughs> we mostly werewolves you encounter uh with the exception of like Skior and Ayala who just are in love with it most of them are like just defeated by it they just are they're depressed they're like i'm right. just tired man i yeah. just want to give up this thing is taking over my life which makes sense from the npc standpoint <laughs> and then when you get it i'm just like dude what are you complaining about i'm just way better now <laughs> like, <laughs> no drawbacks <laughs> As I've mentioned before, on my level one build I'm doing on Skyrim, like everything's hard. I'm I'm never leveling up anything. Werewolf has saved me. It's amazing. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do love the idea of being the bad guy in in these games more. And like, uh, you should be able to quest up and go raid a village and go be a bad guy. I don't know if that's so much spooky as it is just cruel and dark terrible. and sinister <laughs> sure it's, sure. Cool. it's, it's cool still idea. spooky there's werewolves a, involved a pack of werewolves like that really got to me that was cool it's it's among the things that like the purists the people who played the earlier games wish you could still do where yeah but you the can, purists are also going to demand the boars they're well they're yeah they, they they make a lot of demands but where sharks one of where's the imga and crocodiles where mm-hmm. and lions that's true that's true yeah hey, some of this give, stuff might be give cool. me man bear pig I, I, I will <laughs> happily play man bear pig. There it is. There you go. But, you know, nope. it, it would be cool to have the ability. Maybe this is one of those op- options that when you start the game, you go, can you kill like necessary NPCs? Like, yes or no? Give you right. the option. You should always be able to. You well, should be able to break well, your the, game. The reason, I, the I reason why they make you up, not do yeah. it is because people accidentally <laughs> do it and then they get pissed yeah. off and then they, they quit playing, right? So right. absolutely. So to have the have that as a toggle where you start your new game and you go, No, toggle. I'm playing there hardcore. Just like just like I want hardcore lighting. I want hardcore lighting. I want dark dungeons. I want to be able to kill any NPC, even if it ruins a storyline. Yes, 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 or no, 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 or whatever. Yes to this, no to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think toggles for everything. That's a great idea. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, 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 I started with Morrowind and when I killed someone I wasn't supposed to kill and I got that message, that's mm-hmm. like core memory. You're like, Oh yeah, I broke my game. You yeah. know? And like, yeah, I don't want to do that every time I, I have attacking innocence off on ESO, but it's, you know, those are the memories that keep us here and like, keep loving these games right and sometimes you're in the mood for that and sometimes you're not sometimes you just want a more casual experience you want to just quest through the game maybe the first time but then the second time you're like you know what maybe if i accidentally kill the jarl and i need him to finish the main quest line no big deal because i don't really care i'm just role-playing the story it doesn't matter what happens to him whereas the first time it can be frustrating it's like well i was trying to finish the story and now i can't right 
Right. So that's where I think maybe maybe you make it a new game plus feature or a toggleable thing or something that that would totally make sense. Falcon, I'm so sorry. You're the only one without a face on the screen. So yeah. I was counting faces. Um, yeah. You're up. Round us out here. You're bringing up the, the caboose. So bring back the graphics and gameplay of Arena uh, is what we need to do. The graphics and uh, gameplay? That's pretty Arena. <laughs> yes, yes. No, uh, I, so I we, need, we, need to, we need to mod Skyrena? Yeah, Skyrena. <laughs> Mororena? I, I Obliverina? The game and we'll work on yeah, the game. Yeah, it's 28 years old. <laughs> we'll work on you the can name. play Doom on a sweet roll. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Here you go. Okay, so why, why do you say this? Is this a serious no, thing no, or is this was no, your no, joke? That, that was a joke, but okay, okay. it is on the topic of Arena of, like, bring back, like, make use of the Dream Sleeve. Um, Ooh, all right. Because that's how, what, uh, Rhea Silbane? Yep talks to you um and then like i guess physical things can pass through it because patrons day gun attacks nocturnal whatever um yeah it's all magic-y whatever it's all weird magic-y sure. stuff um make use of that like like more like balls quest in skyrim where he's like kind of talking to you like that poltergeisty thing that would mm-hmm. be way more like horrifying if like that like horned figure of him was like flashed onto your screen when he talks to you Mm. Mm -hmm. so you're Um, saying like like connect things up a little bit more and make it more visually yeah have those like visions and uh just this dream sleeve already exists. That's yeah, I was why I say, said the dream use that. sleeve is not used that much in the series. I mean, I, they've touched on it a couple times in ESO base game, but I actually don't know if they've ever done it since some of the Argonian. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I don't remember specifically. shaman stuff actually. So that that's yeah, that's 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 kind of a, a good trope they haven't really touched on in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like a US UESP entries like two paragraphs long they just don't they just don't touch it and i i think it's a cool thing that they could use one for like the horror and two they could they could just also just do cool stuff with it outside of the horror yeah yeah it could be used for a lot of wacky size of the lore so they're afraid to introduce more of it because they don't want to like intimidate some of the uh players who don't know as much because it's a weird subject but i think you're 100 percent right it'd be super cool if they did there's a lot of potential with the yeah it's super interesting i imagine it's probably as a writer it's harder or it's it feels more dangerous to take on a topic like that because it is so vague and it would be very difficult to do something that does it right and well in a way where like the hardcore fan base is happy with the thing you added in or the the direction you took it it's a little bit it's like treading dangerously to go down that kind of path as a writer i i i I, yeah if they mess it up that like really hardcore might be upset but that it's been used like in arena and Battlespire mostly so yeah, right there's like seven people who would care so sure well so kind of to your point because i like the idea of that and i oftentimes like the idea of some of the weird stuff in the series being brought back so i mean morrowind got pretty freaky and a lot of people remember how weird it is and stuff like that and that kind of saved the series and company from going belly up um uh, but one of the things that I, I 
kind of found they have such clout with their name at this point and some of the games that have gone like really deep in their direction as long as they're confident with it um the witcher i find tends to delve into some pretty abstract topics and dark stuff (laughs) and it's more popular than ever and the other series that I, I'm actually not even that big of a fan, although I've been playing Elden Ring a bunch, the FromSoft games. They're dark. Those games are super dark. Yes. Their lore is abstract AF. Protest. And like you got to dig to get that information. Yeah. Dude, and they keep getting more and more popular. <laughs> like, so, but it's both of those companies I feel are confident with the direction that they're going. So I feel like if Bethesda was like, you know what, this is going to get weird. Some people are going to be like, I have no idea what's going on. But nowadays with social media, you're just going to have so many people being like, oh, this is weird. This is really cool. Fine. It seems like some people are just like, whatever, I'll just follow along and I have no idea what's going on. I think you could actually, especially with a series as massive as the Elder Scrolls, I feel like you could please a lot of people who have felt the series has gotten watered down in points and not lose too many people in terms of it being abstract, as long as there's a clear direction and it's not like let's be weird for the sake of weird just to prove a point type right. of deal they can they can take you through steps too they can do like absolutely on on a on a cursory view of it you're like oh this is just the way the quest line plays out or whatever and then you yep. just move in but when you actually get deeper and you start reading into it more you start to go oh this is connected to the dream sleeve this has some other connections here this is how this actually works and then and then build it out so you can do it in levels there are ways of of doing that so uh, Falcon, these are some cool ideas too. So thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that. Guys, we got to wrap up the episode. I think that's it for this week. We're going to go back through, and you've got an opportunity, real quick, to talk about if you've got any other projects going on, what they are, where people can find them, and if you want them, people to reach out to you, how they can do that as well. Let's work back through everybody here. We've got Ben of Tamaria. We're just going to go down the list. Ben, I know you've got stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am. I host two other shows. I have. Um, Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends, to where we take a deep dive into the legends and canon of Star Wars. And then I also have my new show, Wizarding World Lorecast, where we go into a deeper dive of the Harry Potter universe. And by God, I did not realize how expansive that got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny what happens when you do a podcast about a thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then um, you can follow both of shows on Twitter, respectively, at, with their names um, on Twitter. And then you can find us live on my own Twitch at Benetamaria, where we're going to have those two shows on. And I will be hopefully starting game streams here. Up pretty shortly. Nice, nice. So yeah. yeah, and and any any of the shows. He's also these are on the Robots Radio Network. Robots Radio Network. You can find that at robotsradio.net. So if you're just looking for one place to find it and then connect to all the other things that he just mentioned, that's probably the easiest way to do it. So go to the website, follow the links, get to all of Ben's stuff, enjoy it, have fun. Thanks, Ben, for being here. Rob, you're next, and you're muted. And you're not me. I was testing you. <laughs> you passed. My ears still um, work. <laughs> Tom name is Robert Princess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. I don't really do a whole lot there, but I try to be present. Um, I am a, a on the dev team for Skype Livian. Uh, 
and just Sky Arena now too. <laughs> well, and we'll newly see. announced Skyrena. <laughs> well, we're workshopping the name, I think, but uh, <laughs> um, that just sounds like a ballerina in Skyrim, um, <laughs> which is a better mod, in my opinion. We should work on that first. Um, I think it but, probably yeah, so, already exists, but go on. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> we got uh, just look up Skype Living anywhere. You'll find a way to get to the Discord. And from there, you can, uh, there's like a, questions thing where you can ask people questions also frequently asked questions so you can find the answer you're already looking for and you can also find out how to join us because we need volunteers so that's the best way to make sure this goal does get accomplished sooner rather than later stop yelling at me i promise it's getting done <laughs> um, and otherwise uh eso guild i am one of the guild officers for the lore casters guild for tom's uh eso guild we have a lot of fun we're trying to put together a trial team so then we can adjacently get a werewolf trial team because that's fun oh. and we're going to do it and we're going to go get a pack of werewolves and go like horrendously slaughter a village together and <laughs> we need your help to do that because we need a, a normal trial group first and then we can get a werewolf trial group second so come join us join the activities uh we're playing most evenings sometimes in the uh, mornings as well uh i'm rob the princess on there as well uh shoot me a message on discord if you want to get set up on that that is the pc guild we have xbox and playstation as well i'm not there they're not as cool but they're still fine hey <laughs> there you go insulted yeah jump on the they're discord fine. there's some channels you'll find the channel right, where you get to I'm apply right. and then you can be cooler than lotus so there you go <laughs> yeah no that's, that, that's all right i'll allow that <laughs> awesome thank you rob uh gg you got anything going on you want to share um, nothing exciting. No, uh, I am part of the Lorecasters Guild that Rob just talked about. Um, so that's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it still. Um, that's about it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We'll join GG play, play some, uh, PC best, best ESO version, by the way, uh, yes. with the rest of the guild. Well, thanks for being here. Be free. You got anything going on you want to share? Um, not much. I'm active on Tom's streams every Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the afternoon. Come hang out. It's a good time. Um, other than that, I've got one last thing to say, and it's just that I'm surprised no one mentioned the scariest thing in all of Elder Scrolls, and that is the glitches. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying increase the glitches, make it scarier? <laughs> more glitches equal more horror. Bethesda's awesome. going to hire you after this call. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, uh, be free. Like, well, we need more glitches. Come on on. <laughs> Lord Professor, you're up next. <laughs> hey, man. I'm so glad you remember that, man. I appreciate oh, that. Of course I remember that. <laughs> also, uh, when Rob mentioned the Skyrim ballerina thing, I Googled that. Don't oh. do that. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, no. um, you get all all the results look like uh, 2014 MXR videos. Nope. So that should nope. tell you enough. Nope. I don't even yeah, know what that means, but I don't want to know what that means. You know MXR plays on YouTube? No. You used to do Skyrim? Mm -hmm. Cool. Oh. His girlfriend made that one uh, follower mod recorder. Okay. Yeah, that's folks. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a descriptor. Yeah, <laughs> deep lore. But um, <laughs> tune into all Professor uh, Bailey's stuff for the deepest lore, baby. Uh oh, no, but um, in in I'm aiming for January something big. Also, I'm gonna have to stop using the face cam on these shows. <laughs> okay. All right. Mysterious yeah, things. Things, and by that I mean I'm. I'm on to try and become 2D. So we're going to shoot for that. And then All right. you guys actually kind of want to check that out. 
That's why I plan on doing my lore show without needing to be able to stand. Nice. All right. Yeah. Cool. 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 And what, what channel so, uh, can people follow your stuff? Uh, every single thing now is changed to a professor Bayless. It's sometimes it has an underscore. Sometimes it doesn't just full words, professor underscore, or maybe not Bayless. Just send it. Got it. Cool, man. Well, thanks then, for uh, yeah. joining us. Then like Ben said earlier, I, there's, it's not all elder scrolls stuff. It's going to be a good portion of that. Cool. Awesome. Well, good luck with all that. That sounds awesome. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. T-Rex. Hello. Hey, you got any, any projects you want to shout out? No. All right. I don't do anything. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I'm in the discord. Eventually one of these days I'll get back into ESO, but not today. <laughs> I'm too busy with school and another game. So that's <sighs> another that. Another game. Does it happen to have orcs and yeah. soldiers? And <laughs> yeah. 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 It has an expansion coming out next month. With, yeah. With dragons. All right. Cool. Well, you have fun. Just dropped. You have, you have fun with that. Uh, and we'll see you back in ESO after uh, a few months. You know, yeah. whenever. We? <laughs> when I get will bored we? of that game. We will. We will. Every yeah. WoW expansion only lasts so long <laughs> for most yeah, people. It's literally like a couple months and then it's whatever. Yeah. At that true. point. That's what I do too. All right. Well, awesome. Thanks for being here. Siege Bro. Uh, you know me, nothing really going on. So, uh, peace. Peace, bro. He's boom. He just disappeared. That was amazing. You got a free magic trick. He just, he really, he brings it at the end of every episode. Jumaraf, you're up. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, come join the guild. PCNA, Rob, GG. Everyone's really friendly. Um, <laughs> when I first started playing with them, I, I was wondering why I was so nervous to like hang out with nice people. I don't know what my problem was. Well, Rob does have an immaculate beard. It's it's intimidating, most definitely. It is. It, it, in in most situations, I could public speak, I could do whatever I want. And then I came to ESO Discord and I got so nervous. And Rob and Gigi and everyone, they'll make you feel comfortable. They'll run around, do whatever you want to do. And um, Unfortunately, I can't make Saturday's trial. I can't do it this weekend, but next weekend I should be able to. Got a Halloween party going on, Rob. So, you know, um, making time to play the game as much as I can. I'm trying to be here. You know, stuck on this island. It's been hard to get good internet service. So, <laughs> yeah, the audio <laughs> listeners are, have no idea what you're talking about, but he's visually on an island right now. And yeah, it's Halloween weekend. So things might be a Dude, little Dude, are you busy. stuck on High Isle? Lightweight. That, uh, yeah, all right. Game. Nice. That's a good time. Right. I at least get a card game in before bed. You know? <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. We do our best to increase the comfort. We got oils and massages. And... <laughs> awesome. Jim Riff, thank you for joining us. And then Falcon. Hi. Hey. Um, I don't really have anything, but I, uh, I, don't know, I, I just like to add since uh, so I, when i started dating my fiance she did not play video games at all and it's fun that's a red she's flag started, buddy yeah uh she's over the years <laughs> she started dating and that's not started playing games and it's it's nice to watch her go th go through and learn all like the like uh like game stuff that we all learned when we were like kids or whatever she's doing it at like 1819 instead mm -hmm. 
in those first impressions and yep. you get to watch them. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that is a yeah, lot of fun. Falcon. Um, my my lady played ESO for a good while. Um, she like hardcore one hundred percent did Stone Falls. Like she did all the quests. Boom, killed it, and then took like a year and a half break. It's <laughs> like I'm done. I don't want to play ESO anymore. Uh, but she just came back recently, and um, we're leveling up necromancers and stuff, and um, introducing her to like MMO mechanics. Like she's getting serious now. She's yeah. crafting traits and all that stuff. It's fun. It's that's a good time. So if you see me on a necromancer. I'm busy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, maybe you could have like a couples night where you that's guys like get together, all four of you. She Elder Scrolls is too scary for her. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she got to the like spiders at the start of Skyrim and just cannot touch it now. And just no doubt. Maybe it was just it those spiders, spooky. huh? Because some yeah. people's spiders are just like no, no way. Yeah. Well, Falcon, thank you for joining us and say hi to her. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for being here. Lotus, yep. you got anything you want to share before we head out? Um, I, we announced that we're going to be uh, doing our Extra Life Marathon. We finally nailed down a date for it. So it's going to be the weekend of December 3rd. Um, for anybody interested in Extra Life, it's uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospital marathon gaming thing uh we always do ours slightly off of when the official day is um, mainly because it's my anniversary so that's actually kind of uh problematic because we're usually not around for that so let alone playing video games for like an exceedingly long period of time isn't exactly a huge selling point um so we like try to save it for a time when we can really commit to it and this year we're looking at another hopefully 48 to 50 hour marathon that weekend. Uh, and we're wow. going to, it's usually almost entirely elder scrolls based. Uh, last year I played, uh, Dawnstar, the crappy little Java phone game on stream, uh, which, I made it some goal. I didn't think people would hit and then they hit it. And at like 2 AM, I needed to start playing this thing and I beat it in 42 seconds or something. Apparently <laughs> didn't you get on the first guess. Uh, yes. Uh, and then the, scenery disappeared and the game uninstalled itself on stream, which was real awkward. Um, it's Weird. not super well programmed, uh, but it's a murder mystery. That's relevant. It, to it, it was. And I apparently guessed correctly on the first guess and people were like, wow, you kind of, you kind of really killed the buzz on that. And the only clip that remains of that stream is me being like, Hey, where'd the floor go? What, where the wall, does that say game over? All right. I guess that's the end of the game. <laughs> <All> <laughs> like, done. <laughs> but, um, Aww. yeah, so it's for a great cause. And, um, with the help of, uh, the unofficial Elder scrolls pages that we're partnered with at tales of Tamriel, as well as, um, a whole bunch of stuff I get to give away courtesy of Zenimax. Um, so they, Gina actually just got back to me with codes. So we'll be giving away, uh, the entire ESO game, uh, including high aisle. So you wow. can get the newest expansion and everything like that. Um, we've got some cosmetic stuff. So, Basically, that's that's going to be our big push for the end of the year, and hopefully, we can uh, end up raising some money for a great cause. Awesome, awesome. Well, good luck with that. I know, I know, Thank it's always you. fun every year. Oh and, yeah, I was gonna... and you, you also you still hold the record for one of the most annoying donations in history, <laughs> where somebody donated to make it stop when you made me go play PvP in first person. Yeah, that was, and somebody else donated to make it stop because they were getting motion sickness. It was vomit inducing. It was amazing. <laughs> That was, that was great. Don't know, by that the way. was great. That was the best. 
<laughs> yeah, fun times. Yeah, go check that stuff out. Help support all of that because it's all such a good cause. Um, and then my stuff's all at robotsradio.net or twitch.tv slash robotsradio where we do these live and you can come join me like um, like some of these guys mentioned. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays in the afternoons. Tomorrow, and this probably won't be up for most people to hear this, but tomorrow I'm giving away my last $100 gift card and the 25th anniversary Fallout lithograph on the Ooh. stream Friday afternoon. So some if you if this is your first hearing it on the audio version of the podcast, it's too late. But you can still come hang out with us on future streams. Uh, I've been playing very highly modded Fallout VR and have now figured out how I can adjust the settings in one of the mods to do things like when you touch another NPC and actually grab them, they ragdoll immediately. So like when little children run up to you in a village, you can just be like, shut up, grab them by the face and then throw them across the, <laughs> the town. And it's amazing. As you do. As you do. Every parent's dream. It is, <laughs> it is disturbing and amazing because then they just get back up and then they just come back over and keep talking to you. And it's, it's, it's so like, beautiful to watch. I love it so much. <laughs> Didn't I just toss you somewhere? You just yeet brace across Whiterun. Oh my God, it's so good. So what I've done also is I've, I'm, taking, so base I'm taking all of my, um, my, my funny videos. I'm taking these streams, turning them into funny videos, putting them on a separate channel because my robots radio YouTube channel is just way too convoluted with lots of different kinds of stuff. So I have a robots radio funny stuff channel now that I'm putting all of those videos and you can see all of that stuff. So if you want to tune into the funny stuff, go check that out. Go look it up. Robots radio funny stuff. It's pretty easy to remember. And uh, that's my new thing. That's what I've been doing. So come hang out with us, everybody. Thank you for being here. You guys are awesome. Thank you to the patrons. Thank you to chat. Thanks for being here as well. And to all of the listeners. Thanks for being here, everybody. This has been Spoopy Month. Now we've got to wait another 12 months in order to come back around to Spoopy Month. But we'll be there. We'll be there again 12 months from now. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe in Tamriel. Bye, everybody. See you later. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcasts they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.